To say that dating as a trans person is hard might be the understatement of the century. Dating is already a deeply vulnerable experience. What could be more brave than opening yourself up to the experience of love and connection? But too often, as trans people, we're judged before we even get a chance to sit down with someone for a first date. They're thinking about our genitals, or they're wondering what it means to be trans, or they're wondering if our transness will somehow invalidate or complicate their own sexual identity. And when it comes to T4T relationships, things can be just as fraught. We can start dating other trans people, expecting a sense of instant understanding, only to be met once again with the gaping void that stands between ourselves and anyone who doesn't live in our body or brain. It's a difficult thing to deal with, and most stories about romance just don't delve into what it's really like to date while trans. But there's this one really weird movie that puts it into words better than anything I've seen. What makes it even weirder is that it's a movie from 1934, and as you might guess, it has nothing to do with being trans. Or does it? In Mitchell Leeson's Death Takes a Holiday, the concept of the Grim Reaper is personified as a hot dude, Frederick March, one of my favorite actors of all time, who wants to come down to Earth to see what all the fuss is about. Basically, death is like, every time I take someone to leave this world, they kick up such a fucking fuss, and I want to see why. So he transforms himself into a human, taking the form of a prince and hanging out at some random Italian villa with a count and all his rich friends for the weekend. And in this weekend, he tries to see what life is all about. And then he falls in love, which, understandably, complicates things. If this plot sounds familiar to you, you might recognize it as the plot of the 1999 Brad Pitt movie Meet Joe Black, which is actually a remake of Death Takes a Holiday. But the original is much less a standard romance and more of a weird, eerily quiet meditation on what it's like to be in an unfamiliar body, totally unversed in the ways of intimacy, sex, and love, and suddenly being taken in by all these people who don't know the quote-unquote secret of who or what you really are. I have been caught in this web of flesh, Death explains to the one person who really knows who he is. I thought I could put it on and take it off like a skin. Sadly, that's not how having a body works, as just about any trans person will tell you. Death basically is going through a kind of adult puberty, which, once again, relatable. He's soon having all these women hit on him, and he doesn't really know what to do. Should he try to have meaningless sex with some hot babes and just forget that he's literally death incarnate? He tries, but it doesn't really work. At one point, a woman is flirting with him, and he's basically saying, you wouldn't be doing this if you really knew about me. She keeps protesting, and suddenly he says, You will take one step toward me, and know my secret, and lose courage. And that's exactly what happens. There is, however, hope for death. He falls in love with Grazia, a young woman who is likewise kind of an emo freak. And she falls in love with him. But there's a problem. Death's time on Earth is almost up, and soon he'll have to return to the otherworldly realm and take his place once again as a bodiless shroud. So the question becomes, should he tell Grazia or just vanish into the night, leaving her none the wiser? As is, stupidly and obnoxiously, often the case with trans folks, this very personal, private conflict of disclosure soon becomes public business. Everyone else at the villa, 
who now know that this dude isn't just a handsome prince, but actually death himself, is telling him that he needs to disclose who he is to Grazia, the thinking being that if he tells her the truth about himself, she'll reject him and everything will go back to normal. Because why would disclosure in the eyes of cis people lead to anything but total rejection for a trans person? And their reasoning for guilting death into disclosing is equally shitty. You don't feel real pain, they keep telling him. You're beyond suffering. And yet, here he is in this body, clearly suffering, clearly human. I have found the pain of losing love. If I must lose it. But it must be lost to you. Why? Because you are death. Death! <laughs> My dear Duke, thank you for defining the problem. Your Highness, won't you give her back to me? You will have been cruel often, will be again. But must you be cruel to me this one time? It's your pain against mine. But I gave it to life, to life, not to... Why should I deny myself because of your childish fear? You know nothing of the meaning of death. You're speaking of your own need, not hers. It's my pain against yours, he tells them. And then something wonderful happens. Death does disclose to Grazia who he is, and she basically says, yeah, cool by me. She tells him she kind of knew all along, and now knowing who he is and what he is, she can go with him into his kingdom, happy in the knowledge that two like-minded, morbid souls have found one another. It's a pure fantasy of acceptance and love and trust, and it makes me kind of weepy, even though this movie's far from what I'd call great or even good. There's just an emotional truth to it that gets me every time. Because how many times, as trans people, do we have to brace ourselves for rejection, romantic or otherwise? We're constantly told by society that no one could possibly want us. Because society refuses to understand how love and intimacy could transcend the gender binary, or the biological imperative to make children. We're told that we're undesirable, that we're shameful, and that love must remain out of our reach simply because of who we are. At least, these were the messages I received when I was younger. I didn't see a lot of examples of happy tea-for-tea couples, and I certainly didn't see trans people on screen as love interests, unless they were violently mocked and humiliated, like in Boys Don't Cry or The Crying Game. And when I would go to my trans mask support group at the LGBT center in college, all I would hear was stories of trans guys who were being left by their girlfriends because they hadn't signed up to be in a straight relationship. It's really hard to feel like you can be loved when you don't see any examples of it in pop culture or in the world around you. And that can make you feel like you always have something to apologize for. But this movie is such an optimistic take on the subject of disclosure. It asks, what would it be like if, instead of compulsory rejection or horror waiting at the end of a conversation about disclosure, there was something else there? Radical acceptance or pure love or a willingness to understand and learn who we are, even if it feels a little scary or uncertain at first? What if instead of assuming that no one will ever love us as we are, we were taught to assume that who we are is exactly the reason why we're worthy of love? Because we are, all of us, that's always been true. So whoever you are listening to this, I want you to know that you deserve love, and you deserve to be loved. And you deserve to run toward that happiness without fear, shame, or pain. 
even though pretty much everything in this society is engineered to make us believe otherwise. Hi, my friends. Remember that there is only a moment of shadow between your life and mine. And when I call, come bravely through that shadow. And you will find me only your familiar friend. Goodbye, Grazia. Now you see me as I am. But I've always seen you like that. You haven't changed. You have seen me like this? Yes, always. Then there is a love which casts out fear. And I have found it. And love is greater than illusion. And as strong as death. Totally Trans Minisodes is a production of the Totally Trans Podcast Network. Find us on Twitter at Totally Trans Podcast and support us on Patreon at patreon.com backslash totally trans. Nerdycuppy.com Quality Queerwear is a trans-owned and operated family apparel and accessories business in Portland, Oregon. As their name implies, they can drape you in affordable, gender-affirming fashion from head to toe, and even offer a selection of home goods besides. So, whether you're in the market for a dapper button-down or a dress with pockets, Nerdy Cuppy will literally have you covered. You can get 10% off your order at checkout with the discount code TOTALLYTRANS. So remember, visit nerdycuppy.com. That's N-E-R-D-Y-K-E-P-P-I-E. Dot com, or use the easier to remember it has pockets dot gay, and use discount code totally trans for ten percent off at checkout. And thanks again for listening. We also have benefits for being a subscriber to our Patreon and some cool ass T shirts on our Redbubble and T Public store. So yeah, you could check those out. Get get some cool shirts and stuff like our our X Men and our. Maybe you're doing great. (laughs) Yeah, we have our X Men shirt, our Cooper Donuts Riot shirt, which, if you listened to last week's episode of Our Sacred History, you will know a bit more about. Uh, We have a bunch of great designs. We're moving everything over. We've moved everything over to Redbubble from T Public. So check out there for new designs. The T Public's probably just going to stay up for a while, but we're not going to add new things to it. Also, if you back us at $5 or more a month, you can access the new Patreon Discord, which is a great place to join the conversation about the comics we'll be reading and ask your questions. Also, you can contact us on the Twitter using hashtag TFAQ. And hey, uh, if you're interested in sponsoring us, uh, you should let us know because we would love to work with some, some queer and trans creators and not just like sell mattresses and meal kits and stuff. Uh, yeah, I would really hate to find out that one of our ads is for like, I don't know, a fucking knife missile from some weird military oh, company we, at some point. We can't make so, jokes yeah. with a knife missile. Robert Evans will sue us. <laughs> oh, sorry. 